There you go. Hello. Good morning, Crystal. Good morning, Miss Heidi. Welcome to Making of Her Story. Welcome back for those of you that are returning and hello to those of you that are joining us for the first time. We are just on fire this morning. Heidi and I have been together all morning because yes, we went to um, the New Hampshire Women's Power Breakfast. I think that's what it was called. Powered by Women. Oh, that's it. Powered by Women. Yeah. Um, but I know, Heidi, have you had a tough morning today? <laughs> no, but I'm not, no, not tough. I thought the conference, by the way, was phenomenal. Um, the speakers were, were great. And I, I left with this great energy and just this feeling of inspiration. But let me tell you how my day started, though. Um, so fast asleep. Um, we were talking about underwear earlier. So I will just say that, yes, I that was about all that I had on. And um, the fire alarm goes off, right? And starts yelling at us. So not only is like the alarm blasting like and scared the heck out of us. So we jumped out of bed, but it's yelling, fire, there's a fire, fire. I didn't even know fire alarms could talk to you. So that was a thing. But imagine, so I'm like, trying to get clothes and I'm trying to get the dog and David's running around trying to figure out where, and, and there was thankfully no fire. So talking about getting weird, <laughs> a fire under your butt. You know? <laughs> Good morning. That's how my mom, that's how, and so like, what is it with this fire alarm? Anyway, that's how my day started, and um, but it definitely improved with this conference and spending time with you and all the um, amazing New Hampshire women. So. I was going to say, you woke up to like a crazy adrenaline rush. Right. And then you like kind of came down from it. And then you <laughs> probably pumped back up when you're in a room full of women and all the estrogen and the stories and the women in male-dominated industries and, you know, the rah-rah around women is just amazing, so... Yeah, yeah. I um, I just I thought there were so many nuggets. For me, one of the uh, takeaways is we talk a lot about you know work life balance, and one of the um, and and you know I always try to 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 strive for that and fail miserably. And so what was great was to hear other women say, you know what, I sort of have put that on the shelf and realize it's more about work-life priorities and it is trying to achieve this thing called balance and having that sort of permission to, to, you know, kind of admit that that is not an achievable goal was, was great for me to hear. What was your, what was your best takeaway, Crystal? Um, my best takeaway was that the conversation was definitely the most engaging when people share like their story that's mm. real and true and not prescriptive and really just are raw and vulnerable because it made everybody feel like it was okay. Like the emotion that came through in the room when, um, you know, uh, was it, uh, Amanda Raponi was talking yeah. about her past and when, um, uh, when they were just sharing about some of the really the hardships that they've had and overcome, uh, it was just really powerful. And, you know, I think we need to do more and more of that. And like, like we're doing on the podcast, right? I mean, we just, we really need to make people feel empowered by who they are and not have to hide from it. So I love yeah. it. 
Yeah. I, I love that. And it just, it, it did sort of validate, you know, the importance of what we're doing here about, you know, you know, focusing on stories of women and pivotal moments that shaped who they are and the way they live their life. And, and um, that became very clear. I, I agree. That was, was really powerful. So that was, that was validating too for, for, for us and what we're trying to, to accomplish here. Right. Absolutely. And it also was um, a really great um, reinforcement that, you know, the women's entrepreneurship day event that's coming up is really going to be, you know, super powerful to people. Um, when we look at the full day of events that, you know, um, you and the, the rest of the board have planned, um, it's a really great opportunity to get the men in the room to speak up, um, the women in the room to share their stories and really have a dynamic conversation around what has shaped their lives. So I think we have another opportunity coming up in a few weeks that will really help the community. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we have a phenomenal day planned. And, and, um, and of course, our guest that's here today is also on our um, advisory board. So Crystal, thank you very much for your, you know, guidance and vision. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great day, November 19th. So if anybody's listening who is, uh, you know, New Hampshire, it's a statewide event. Uh, that's our little pitch. So um, it's going to be a great day. Yeah, we're plugging it. We're plugging it, man. Lady. So you already alluded to our wonderful guest, and we should probably yeah. let her talk for a little bit. But uh, I guess, yes. TV. That is why we're here. This will be a super confusing episode, though, because her <laughs> name's Crystal, too. Yeah, I was like, every time she says Crystal, I'm like, oh, she talking to me. Crystal with a K, yeah. Diorio, um, local to New, New Hampshire here, but we never do intros for other people. I know. I, I yeah. Live, I yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I do know Crystal, so I love Crystal like I love everyone. Else. I know. I okay. you said that, oh though. I'm talking. happy that she loves me. <laughs> we were at the event this morning. Shocking. Like, I genuinely just like, I can't even help myself. So, Crystal and I connected. Um, I don't know if it was instant for you, but it was instant for me. Yeah, we we're we're like so we're like sisters, really. Right, yeah, really. She's amazing. Um, we met at a networking event, and in my town. So yes, it was great. Yes, and so I I was like the outsider because that's why I thought it was really important for Crystal to be on our board for Women's Entrepreneurship Day because she connects Southern New Hampshire a bit for us, right? Bridges the gap because it feels like here that we get siloed into our towns and our communities right. of people. Mm -hmm. It's really an event for the state, not just for Nashua or Amherst or whatever. So, um, so but Crystal is a very well-connected individual. Um, I, everywhere I go, they already know who she is. And now our audience gets to learn who she is too. So welcome, Crystal. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I've seen, I've heard some of the other guests and I was like, oh, this is nice. But yeah. You asked me. Yeah. No, well, I appreciate it. And I mean, everybody's story really matters. And I, I think that's like, you know, we were even this morning uh, talking to a woman who like doesn't think she should be on the podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, but you were a stay-at-home <laughs> mom that homeschooled people. Like, I want to hear your story. So. So welcome. Nice. And um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are? Yeah. So. I am a mom of two and I am a partner in a, We have our own financial services business and, um, no, I'm excited to share my story. I'm, a, I'm super competitive at heart, um, athlete all throughout high school. I grew up in New Hampshire, 
my whole life I've been in New Hampshire. I went, well, actually I went to college in Boston, but came back home and um, we live right around the corner. So no, it's definitely, this is where my roots are. And I, I am super excited for this day because I truly believe I can bring the other side. You know, we just hosted an event um, at, around in Londonderry and we had 60 people come. And I think that was just from sharing and talking to people from people that I knew. So someone that knew somebody that knew somebody, so they all came. So I'm super excited to be yeah. part of this. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, and that's what, I was actually listening to, um, I was listening to some podcasts, some research, whatever, um, on how like 2020 is going to be the year of like actually connecting with people. Mm -hmm. Like, so, you know, we have a lot of ways to connect with Facebook and social media and all that stuff, but people are like longing yeah. for the human connection. And so I think that what we thought would be a small event in London Dairy turned into a much yes. bigger event. Right. Yes. And so I think that this is just going to be that momentum. Right. So right. the more we spread the word and support each other. Well, and that's what you guys will get from this day as well. The yeah. human connection, you know, is that and it's it's hard to to sell when you don't have a connection, right? So yeah, it's yeah, true. I agree. And and the event, you know, not because we want to learn more about you, not yeah, you yeah. know, but 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 the event is all about community is the foundation for entrepreneurism, and building those connections is right. the foundation of community, right? So. Um, you know, I, I sort of love the whole concept of, and think about this, you know, if events generally, what I have seen is they are very, you know, siloed and pocketed in this, in this state. So if we could, you know, really achieve our goal of bringing in women from, and men, right, supportive men, who, because um, it is our goal to have at least 30% men represented uh, in the audience, uh, but, because uh, that's an important conversation, right, um, as well, but uh, is to, um, you know, to bring individuals from all over the state, I think that's pretty cool, I don't, I think it's unprecedented, not, it's not happening, right, um, as much as it could so yeah i'm excited to um to have you part of our board so thank and you that goal is what 250 yeah yeah, yeah. What, what was the attendance last year do you guys remember well it was it was a small event that i did last year um at my home because it was the inaugural event and i had just moved to new hampshire and we still on a snow day had 60 women show up okay um, which was Pretty good. So this year, though, you know, it's uh, well, one have a phenomenal board, and you know, people's, you know, providing so much support, and I think, you know, we'll be able to get the word out a lot more. So yeah, I think tripling the size this year is, is not an, an you can do that. Oh yeah, I do. No doubt. An unreasonable goal for sure. So, but, but, but enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. So let's talk about being in when I hear we were just talking about this earlier about financial services and that's not where she started yeah that's not where she started yeah. I'll, I'll I'll share my story yeah okay share our story yeah yeah and so let's see so we bought a house at 24 years old so we put my husband and I both graduated from college we get married and we buy this house okay we never wanted to rent so we buy this house and we're like 
we didn't know what to do with our money. We knew we need to like make money and save money, but we didn't know how to get ahead. So at the time, my background is psychology. My husband was an architectural engineer. So at the time I was working in Manchester and one of my girlfriends from work said, Hey, Crystal, can this guy come over and show you what to do with your money? And I was like, yes, like we need this guy over and show us what to do. So the next night, this guy rolls up in his BMW in his three piece suit and he walks into our little small Cape in the middle of the woods and he sat us down. He had no personality. He talked above our heads and he closed his fancy binder and he looked at my husband the whole time and he says, I have all, all the answers for you. And I'm like, oh my God, he's got the answers. And he goes, it's going to cost you 450 bucks. So I looked at Adam. I'm like, Adam, give him the money. <laughs> like, yeah. We need the answers. And Adam, Adam's like, we don't have $450. So Adam politely asked him to leave. So fast forward, the, like that night, Adam's like, my husband goes, I think I know someone that does financial services. And I'm like, who do you know? We've been talking about this for, you know, two months. So he goes, hold on. So he picks up the phone. He, he calls his mom. He's like, mom, who's the guy that comes over every year that does your finances? And his mom goes, uh, Dan. He goes, yeah, can I have his number? So he calls Dan. He says, Dan, I don't know if you remember me. It's Adam Diorio. Dan goes, yeah, but I remember you. I set up your college account when you were 13. Like, of course I remember you. He says, look, my wife and I just bought a house. Can you come over and help us with our money? And, and Dan says, absolutely. And Adam says, but what do you charge? Because we wanted to know ahead of time. And Dan says, no, it's complimentary. He's, it's free. So Adam says, if it's free, it's for me. Come on over. So mm -hmm. he's, 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 if you ask him, he has a different version of that, but my husband. <laughs> so anyway, so the next night, Dan comes over, walks in, him and Adam hug. Now Dan's telling me stories about when Adam grew up, such a different feeling. Just, it just was such a different feeling. We didn't, he didn't talk above our heads. He brought education and he sat us down and he taught us about the buckets. And he says, you guys, let's talk about your buckets. And he goes, the first bucket is, is an emergency fund, three to six months of your living expenses in a bucket. Then he goes, the last bucket is something you do not touch until after 60. But then there's this middle bucket. And the middle bucket serves two purposes. One, when you have an emergency in life, because you will, you know, roof, car, boiler, kids, accidents, you'll mm. have an emergency and you need that money. You have a middle bucket. So you do not touch your retirement bucket. And he goes, and the second purpose is to stay ahead of inflation, maybe three to five years out, maybe a down payment on a house. So I said, oh my God, Dan, this makes so much sense. I said, my buckets are in the garage. You want me to go get them? <laughs> no, Crystal. He's like, these aren't physical buckets. You know, I, said, I was 24, you know? <laughs> my background was psychology. So he goes, no, we're, we're going to separate your money. And so I said, all right. So that night he says to Adam, so my husband was working construction. He was an architectural engineer. And then he was working nights and weekends at a restaurant. And he says to Adam, he goes, Adam, have you ever thought about doing this? And Adam says, doing what, Dan? You want me to build you a table? Like, what do you want me to do? He says, no, finances. And Adam says, no, Dan, you've seen our finances. Like, we don't know anything. He goes, look, he goes, I can actually teach financial services. He goes, but what I can't teach is your heart. I can't teach you to do what's right 100% of the time. And if you've ever met my husband, he's just genuinely a really good guy. Like he's, 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 I always say, no, I can't say that. So <laughs> <laughs> be careful what you say. Yes. <laughs> he's just a genuinely good guy. So he says, if I could show you how to replace your Thursday, Friday, Saturday, doubles on Sunday income, would you try this? 
So Adam looks at me and I'm like, yes, he will. <laughs> I'm like, he definitely will try this. So he started working with Dan part-time on the side. You have to get your financial licenses. You know, there was no, there was no risk to his current career or anything. He could just learn about money. We didn't know anything about money. So it, if anything, we were going to get the education because we had been taken advantage of financially. So fast forward, I'm working in Manchester and I'm like, this can't be life. Like I am on that hamster wheel and I don't know how many people out there feel like that, but you just, you get up, you go to work, you come home, you do the same thing over and over and over and over. So we're taught when we want to make more money, we have to go back to school, get good grades, get a good job. So in my head, um, that's what I was going to do. So I went back to school, got my master's in education and became a high school guidance counselor because I wanted to save everyone in the high school and bring them all home and fix them up. And <laughs> I remember, you know, and I was young and I was excited. And so, you know, that I could coach, I coached volleyball and I, I just, it was, a thought it was going to be where I retire. So I get my first day on the job and all the teachers are whispering, get out, get out. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm so excited to be there, but they're miserable. They're just, they're miserable. They're just, they're overworked. They're burnt. They, there's always a new initiative. They, you know, they can't really teach anymore. It's not about the kids. It's politics. It's, you know, no dropout. You, everyone has to standardize testing, standardize mm -hmm. accountability, like, and I, I couldn't believe it. So I'm looking around and everyone's miserable. And it's my first day. And I'm like, this is, this is the road I'm going down. And I, I can't believe it. I'm like, I, what did I just do? <laughs> so we're on a, I'm there for five to six years. I'm, we're on a, a, a pay freeze, a whole district. Yep. So I started at step one, five years later, I'm still at step one. Ooh. So Ooh. new teachers are coming with some experience and they're starting at steps five, step six. And, and I was just like, this, this is, I'm getting home at 10, 11 o'clock at night. I'm doing everything to make an extra buck, coaching volleyball, student council, junior prom, junior class advisor, co like planning prom, which is probably why I like events. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're doing everything, everything that sort of fit your pictures that yes. you thought, well, this is right. This is what I'm, what yes, I'm supposed to be doing, right? So you just, you take on as much, they see you have energy, you know? And I was like, this, this can't be can't be life. So I called, I, I, I called Dan and I'm like, I don't know what Adam's doing. I said, Dan, I said, teach me, train me, get me licensed. He goes, Crystal, ask your husband. He's been doing this for five years. I said, no, no, no. I can't learn from him. If he tells me to do something, I will just do the opposite. <laughs> Probably to this day too. I'd be like, spend your buckets, just empty them. <laughs> so he goes, fine. I'll teach you. I'll train you. I'll get you licensed. So that's what he did. So here we are. We have a house. We have extra income we're married and we want to have kids, right? Cause this is like, this is the progression that we're taught. So we can't get pregnant. Everything that we do, we, we can't get pregnant. Everyone around me is getting pregnant. You know, when you buy that new car yeah, and you're like, nobody has this car. <laughs> then you drive, has the you car. drive it, it everywhere and, and it, it's like in your face. Yeah. So literally like we couldn't get pregnant and so we had to, like all my high school students are coming in, they'd be like, hey, Diorio, I think I'm pregnant. I'm like, really? What are you doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, none of them were pregnant. We're all good there. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's just that intensity around it. So fast forward, we had to do in vitro. And if anyone's ever done in vitro in the state of New Hampshire, the, the insurance companies don't cover it. 
um, or ours didn't at, at the time. Um, so, but the crazy part is because Dan five years prior taught us to set up our buckets, we had the money in our emergency fund to try in vitro, like to just try it. So it was probably the biggest decision of our life because that was all of our money, <laughs> but we tried it multiple rounds and had uh, our first child. And it was, it was, there was no way I was going back to the high school and guiding other kids' lives when we worked so hard to have this kid. So I became a stay-at-home mom. A couple years later, we did in vitro again. I had a, 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 a daughter, so I have a son and a daughter. And three years ago, Dan came over and he sat us down and we're at the dinner and he goes, do you guys ever want to go full-time in the business? So at this point, Adam was working part-time um, for the last eight years. He, was, he replaced my income at the high school level. So he was working construction and then he was working part-time finances. So he was building something. So I looked at Adam and I said, I'll do whatever he wants to do. And Adam was like, so burnt during the day. He was miserable. He was, had to be there before the construction guys got there. He couldn't leave until the last guy left. When you're on the construction site, he just had to change as a person. He had, it just wasn't him. But then he'd go help a family set up some buckets and he'd come home a changed man. And he's like, 100%. He goes, I, I want to go full time. So I said, the only thing I'm going to need is that I knew I was going to own the house, the kids, the house, like everything. I knew I was going to take on more. So I said, I just need a sitter like once a week for a couple hours so I can just have a, like a second. So you can chill, like a mental health yes, you know, space, that space. So Adam was like 100%. And no one really had really watched our kids. I was a stay-at-home mom. So there was no, I didn't really need anyone to watch our kids. And so I remember the first time the sitter came, I went down to the lake that we live near a lake. And um, I had no place to go. Like I didn't want to call any friends that had kids because I didn't have any kids with me. And I didn't prepare for this. I've never been alone without my kids. So here we are. Adam's working full time. Then he was trying to build a business at night. We're paying someone to watch our kids and I have nothing to do. That mom guilt. Mm. That, I was like, oh my God, this doesn't feel right. So I think I, I, I remember I, I took a run and I journaled. I just wrote down my thoughts and after four hours, I just, I literally didn't leave the lake. I went back, back home and I, it was just, it didn't feel right. So the next time the sitter came, I got a pedicure and halfway through, I'm like, I'm good. I'm like, like please stop. I did the guilt was so bad. I was like, I can't do this. So I call, I pick up the phone. I called Dan. I was like, Dan, I say, Adam has to build a business. He has to talk to people. He has to sit down on kitchen table appointments. And Dan goes, Crystal, he goes, uh, you're licensed. I said, yeah. He goes, why don't you help? And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. It, it just, for some reason. It I, was it, like that aha moment, right? Like, of course, that makes so much sense. And I give a lot of credit to my husband because he never forced me, never pushed me, never asked me, never said, you know, he, we each had our roles and I, I, I always reflect on this. If he ever been, if he ever, if he ever, ever had suggested it, probably he was thinking it. I'm sure he was thinking it, but because it came from our mentor, because it came from somebody else, I was like, oh, 
why don't I help? So we put a plan together in nine months, like a, a this is what we're going to have to do to go full time. And this nine month run was insane. I, I can't even tell you the mental capacity and, but I, it was all competitive. It was all, we were competing against ourselves because when you go full time in financial services, we were replacing his architectural engineering income. So we had to replace that uh, income. We have a house, we have a mortgage, we have young kids. You can't, you know, it's, it's yeah. a scary jump. There's I, a big why. There's a, yeah. you know, so in nine months, we just put our head down and we worked. I mean, every day there was no excuse. I remember one time our daughter was in the hospital. We thought she broke her arm and, and we got home at one o'clock in the morning and the next day it was just like, okay, we have goals. We have non-negotiables and people thought we were insane. And you have to be a little crazy to, to do something big, right? To do, to make that big push. And in nine months we got promoted to regional vice presidents and we quit his architectural engineering job. And I think the company was super surprised because they didn't know that he was building something on the side. And, and I learned more, I say this all the time, but I learned more in the nine months from trying and failing than I did in the nine years prior for not doing anything. Mm. So I had gotten licensed with, with the first couple of years that Adam was in the business, never used it, never did anything, never tried, but I had a condensed time frames, right? Cause then we had where we were building something and I was horrible in the beginning. Like hor I lost people. I was, I didn't know how to talk to people. I knew how to talk to people, but not about business. So we went full time in 2016 and of June, 2016. And I, we don't look, we haven't looked back yet. And it, what a, what a difference, what a difference, what a difference in schedule was it? And people ask me like, especially in our business, like, was it worth it? Was it worth it to give up? You know, I have a master's in education. My husband has a math, uh, an architectural engineering degree. hundred percent was worth it. I, I can't even think about what life would be like if we were working for somebody else. If we were, I would never see my kid. I would have nothing left for them. You know, especially if I was a high school sure, guidance counselor, yeah. giving and then coming home, I would just have nothing left. So now we work together, we're partners and it's, we always talk about lead agents and in our head, I think both of us think that we're lead agents. So <laughs> two separate roles. Um, and it takes a lot of communication, which we learned through the first nine months. And, and how do you, I'm, I'm curious about this because I, you know, that's such a great story. And, and um, you know, it sounds like you really nurtured your soul and were able to, you know, get out of this exactly what you needed, both professionally and personally, which is fantastic, right? But just in terms of the working together, Plus, yeah. it sounds like, are you, were you guys high school sweethearts or something? I mean, no, you've been no, for we so we met young? College, yeah. We met right after college. Right after college. Yeah. So, um, how, you know, how do you compartmentalize that and, you know, not talk business all the time, right? That you can, you know, sort of put business aside or, yeah. or is that a challenge that you struggle with, you know, as partners? No, I mean, it's, it's part of us. And we're building it for the kids and you know, our, our why is strong. So 
we have in if you ever if you come to our house we have a dream board we have a whiteboard with our goals on it so we do talk shop a lot you know like hey what do you got going on um what what do we have what are the numbers this month i mean we do talk shop a lot and then we talk about the kids um but we're we know that this isn't going to be we're not going to be in the grind forever right like we're not going to be like i mean we're so focused right now <laughs> that it's we're in, that's what we and it excites me right like so every month we're, it's like okay what do we got? You know, this is it for us. We are, we have planted our flag and we are going to, you know, so it's, it's when we make time for ourselves, let's see, do we make time for ourselves? I mean, we have, a, we have a lot of time because we have the kids, but when we work together, we'll see each other at trainings. And so we, we see each other more now than we did when we worked full time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I'd go two or three days without seeing him. And he would leave before the kids woke up. And sometimes he would come home after the kids went to bed when he was working for someone else. And like now, now we can pop in and do lunch together. If both, sometimes if both of our night appointments reschedule, because that happens, right? Because you work in a people business, we'll go, we'll go to coffee. Really not coffee. We'll go grab a drink. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go grab a drink and glass of wine right and connect and talk about the day and talk about and that's okay you know and we'll pay for the sitter because we know that's important they really are amazing like they really are amazing and we have two different yeah i mean you seem like such a great great team i guess you know as i listen and and crystal i crystal with a k (laughs) (laughs) um you know i it, what strikes me though is you're you're so focused and so driven and so disciplined. Yeah. Um, at least that's what it appears externally. Just having this conversation, getting yeah. to know you, um, that had to have started before. Um, y- you know, were you always that way as a as a child, where you were you know kind of very goal driven and, and, uh, or, you know, well, I know about that. I'm, I'm all or nothing. And I've always been like that. So if I want to lose weight, I'm all in, (laughs) I'm all in. She does not half ass anything. No. So if I want to, no, it's it's just the way. So I, I talked to my husband about this. Yeah. (laughs) So if, if even like electronics for the kids, right? Like He's like, just modify it, Mod- moderate, monitor, monitor, monitor it. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's, it's, I'm in or out. Like they either can have electronics or not. <laughs> so right. it's just, just the way my brain works. And so when we have a goal, it's, uh, it's, it, I'm like, I'm in. We're gonna- she and I are also very similar in that. Like, if you want to plan something, you just need to pick a date and then we work backwards. <laughs> that's totally how I work. And I love it. It's like, okay, let's make it happen. Okay, let's do it. Right. And yes. I'm, I'm more action oriented. The details will come. Yeah. I, yeah, that's how I work. She's amazing. But that's. Don't you see why I love her? I mean, come on. There's instant connection. I do. I do. I, it, I, I just, it's, I admire um, that approach because um, it, 
while I'm, you know, I guess somewhat disciplined or, you know, organized, I'm definitely, it is not my, my strength. I'm in more of this sort of big picture visionary. And so then I you know, I'm forced to sort of figure out the, you know, how to get from point A to point B. So, but, and I don't always know what point B is and that's, that's okay too. I'm just like, okay, let's, let's just go. Um, so I, I really admire that trait. That's why I, I bring it up because it's not something I'm particularly good at. So yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you one quick thing, like it makes us um, a good team because we, if you look at our personalities, so Adam, we call him the bulldozer. Mm -hmm. He's steady, he's consistent, he will, he'll go through anything, he'll go through the rain, the muck, the mud, but he keeps going. Okay, that's just how his engine works. I'm the Lamborghini. If I'm not doing 90 miles per hour, there's something wrong with my engine. Like right. That if you've ever driven a Lamborghini, like it, it, they're meant to go fast. They can't just, you know, and if you're going slow, there's something wrong. So together that it just works, you know, and I don't try and be a bulldozer and Adam doesn't try and be a Lamborghini. <laughs> we just have our strengths and, and you play to your strengths. Right. And that's, that's the beauty of it. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know if you want to share this. We do have to wrap up. It's been a wonderful conversation, but you know, I have to be the Debbie Downer all the time here. Oh, how people connect with me? Yeah, how can people connect with you? <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> I had this planned, yes. Um, social media, I think would be great if anyone wants to send me a private message. You know, I'm happy to. I post a lot about, you know, what's going on in the business, what's going on, what do we have going, coming up, um, where they can find me. Yeah, that would be great. And if, if anyone wants more information, I'd be happy to share it with you crystal and mm -hmm. you can you know the one thing and i know we we do have to wrap but one thing that struck me but i'm not going to <laughs> so <laughs> i know i know you're very goal oriented um, <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gonna break the pattern because this is what i do no the one thing though just um that struck me as you were talking about is the importance of dan and this yeah. mentor of someone yeah, that yes. came into your life. And I don't want to let that go. Um, so um, just because I think it's really, um, it, it, that's really important um, for anyone, whether it's in business or individually on a personal level to find that, you know, mentor or someone that will sponsor you because without him, I mean, literally when you talk about a pivotal moment that he changed the complete course of your, of your life. Right. And I find that fascinating. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, as well. So may, I mean, just maybe two minutes, just yeah, no, I talk about the importance of mentorship. Right. And, and for the nine months that we went on our run, I talked to him every night. So I would call him around 11 or 12 when I was coming home from, from work. And um, Adam would talk to him every morning when he woke up around, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock. And Dan would fill us in during the day of what Adam did and what I did to keep that communication going. And, and I kid you not, we did it for nine months straight. Of, and it was daily interaction and so I knew when I called Dan, I was reporting what I did that day, my non-negotiables. I was talk to, talking to him every day about what I, and every day I 
I did something, put it in motion, that action. So I truly believe finding a coach or a mentor or somebody that, that challenges you or, you know, and he never told me what to do because he never was like, oh, you should do this because he, he just listened. He was like, great job and keep going. Or when I, you know, failed and I was sweating on 